You probably know the feeling, sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful, and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What up, y'all? Welcome to a very special edition of Replicon Radio. If you are a member of our Patreon, you get to hear this a whole entire week early. So don't miss out on future endeavors and exclusive merchandise, including T-shirts, hoodies, jerseys, all kinds of freshness. Patreon.com slash Replicon Radio. And as always, every Monday night, we have an exclusive interview. So make sure you guys check that out. RepliconRadio.com. 6 to 10 Central every Monday night. But without further motherfucking in to, I don't even know how to talk. I'm so excited. Anyway, very special guest hanging out with me today, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. How you doing today, man? I am doing great. Just talking to you, has has uh, I've lost 20 pounds, I've grown uh, 6 inches, and I'm now a beautiful blonde woman. Thank you, Paul. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, that's 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 incredible. I'm I'm excited for that. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be a star in one of your movies now. Well, um, it, uh, it's a good chance. There's a very good chance of that, Paul. And uh, you know, entertainment has been uh, in the forefront of uh, the sexual revolution since 1974 when we started, and um, we are the herpes of the um, film industry. <laughs> We're not going away. That's well, you know, <laughs> it's one of the few times I, I would say herpes is a good thing. So thank you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. That's correct. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I want to say, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us here on Replicon Radio. Uh, we definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with, with us. Uh, we got mad love well, for you and Toxie. Oh, that's wonderful. I've tried for many years to get uh, some time on uh, Replicon Radio, but uh, I've been rebuffed. So finally I made it. This is my 50th year making uh, trauma movies like The Toxic Avenger and Return to Return to Newcomb High, a.k.a. Volume 2, currently playing in New York City. So uh, there you go. That's awesome, man. So essentially... I made it. This uh, I don't need no fucking red carpets at Cannes <laughs> Film Festival. Uh, when I can get on Replicon, so uh, <laughs> I did. I did not go to the Cannes Film Festival this year. That's all right. Well, hopefully someday that's actually true. That would be incredible. Um, but it is true. Cannes is a fa- Cannes is a fascist, anti-Semitic piece of shit festival. And uh, I went there for forty some odd years, and they have gone back to their Nazi fascist roots. That's terrible. That's my opinion, of course. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm sure. I mean, you would know. I mean, you've been like you said, you've been in the game for 50 years at this point. That's kind. Of, I kind of want to. I know a lot of people know your story. By the way, you hold it. You can go on uh, YouTube now if you go and click my name or click uh, from festival to fascism. I have created a short, very short documentary which details what happened to us after 47 years of going to Cannes. Uh, you can see what actually happened to us uh, the last time we went, which was, I think, last year. Oh. And we'll never go back. So it's very uh, disgusting. Very disgusting. You said it's from, <laughs> anyway, well, from fashion to fascism? From festival to fascism. Okay. To fascism. That makes more sense. And film festival. But I, now let's talk about what's uh, good about America. Yeah, well, what's good about America is Troma Entertainment and Lloyd Kaufman. Um... I know there are a lot of things have happened in the last, uh, you know, 50 years, 45 years. But I just kind of want to give the people that may not know your story just a brief history of Lloyd. Like, essentially, how do you go from Yale to Troma meeting with Michael Harris in 74 and starting this amazing company that we know is Troma Entertainment? Like, how did it all go down for you back then? Like, how did life make such a sudden turn? Well, I, uh, that's a good question, Paul. I was on my way to uh, uh, being a teacher or a social worker. It was the 1960s. Uh, it was all about making the world a better place and peace and love and all that. But my freshman year, I was placed in a, uh, in a, in a room with uh, a movie nut. And even though I wanted to uh, be a social worker and work with... Uh, You know, help people with hooks for hands, how to finger paint, or teach pe teach bums how to paint happy faces on beads and string the beads together. Um, I started uh, slowly getting hooked on movies, and uh, one day uh, I was in the auditorium of the Yale Film Society, and uh, I decided uh, I didn't want to just uh, teach the uh, people with hooks for hands how to finger paint. Uh, I wanted to film the bums painting the uh, happy faces on the beads, and uh, decided uh, to make movies. It was as simple as getting out of the easy chair, the lazy boy chair, and going to the refrigerator and cracking open a case of um, ecstasy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> It's a very easy decision, let's put it that way. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously, so it, back then, it wasn't it, as simple as it, it is showed, now. Well, it shows you how how important it is to get an education. It can change your life. I would have had a decent, God-fearing life if it hadn't been for Yale University. Now I'm making underground movies that uh, the New York Times can't get enough of. <laughs> yeah. All the fault of going to college. See, if you go to college, it changes your life. At any rate, uh, what was your question? Sorry, Paul. No, you're perfectly fine. No, absolutely. That's... Uh... I mean, it's as hilarious as it is. It's kind of true. You found you found your way, not the way you thought you were going to find, but you found your way, I guess. Um, exactly. I fell in love with the cinema. That's awesome, man. Well, thank God you did, or we wouldn't have all these fantastic movies. Um, but like I was saying, like <laughs> nowadays, everybody has cell phones. They can make movies. You can edit a video on your phone. Obviously, back then, this that was a whole like. I mean, that was that was a hard thing to do, make a movie. Like how? I mean. How did you and Michael join up and like actually find the funding and the ways to to make your first film or a couple films? Like, how did that? How did you guys figure that out? At such a young age. 
well, uh, I have lips like a woman, and uh, that uh, helps. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also, um, um, you're right. It was it was a, a lot more expensive in those days. My, the first movie that I made that actually played in a theater that charged uh, for tickets was in 1970, Battle of Love's Return, and that was Oliver Stone's first movie making experience. Also, and Battle of Love's Return, uh, even though it was in 16 millimeter color, but it still cost back in 1970. It still cost about eight thousand dollars. So if you look at the, that's fifty years ago, uh, so eight thousand dollars today um, would be probably a hundred thousand dollars. So that's a lot of. Today you can make a movie for two thousand dollars. Today all you need is talent. You really don't need the money. And since we have innovation like Kickstarter and things like that, uh, you know, I I have uh, trauma fans. Who have collected uh, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars? Nobody's ever heard of them. They just go on uh, Kickstarter and uh, they say they want to make a movie that's uh, kind of a homage to Troma, and nobody's ever heard of them. And they've got fifteen thousand dollars a month later. It's wow. pretty good. That's incredible. That's crazy. That's awesome. So the point is, you know, the point is, when I started, you, you needed money. You really needed money. <clears throat> the first thirty-five millimeter movie that I uh, produced was uh, Sugar Cookies, and it was $150,000. Cry Uncle, directed by John G. Avelson, which Troma distributes, was about $150,000. Joe, by, by, Cry, by uh, John Avelson, was $150,000 in 1970, uh, with no stars, uh, nobody, uh, nobody uh, known in that movie. And Joe was nominated for an Academy Award for the screenplay, uh, something that never would have happened today. So yes, it was more expensive in those days to make movies, comparatively uh, speaking. But uh, it's more difficult today to live off your movie. We made Sugar Cookies, it, it, it kind of broke even. We made Battle of Love's Return for eight thousand bucks. Played at a few theaters. Played on, uh, I think in uh, Korea, bought it a few theaters, uh, whatever colleges. Uh, but, but now, uh, even though movies cost nothing. It's very hard to live off your art. Uh, before, in the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, if you made a movie that was slightly commercial, you could make money, for sure, if you kept the budget in the uh, under 500000 In fact, we used to pretty much guarantee to our investors that uh, if they invested, the worst case would ha would, that would happen would be that uh, they'd break even after two years. That was the worst-case scenario. Now... Because all the rules against monopoly have been done away with, thanks to Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton, or at least on their watch, on their watches, mm -hmm. um, the um, you, uh, unless you're in with one of the vassals of one of the giant uh, devil-worshipping international media conglomerates, you can't uh, make any money off your movie. You can't. It, it, it does, you can't do it anymore. It's impossible. So, and I can tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm president of Trump Entertainment. And uh, we are not making any money. It's only thanks to our fans who buy our DVDs and Blu-rays and posters and T-shirts and toys and skateboards, uh, you know, off of the Troma store online, uh, uh, TromaDirect.com, the Troma website store. Uh, it's only thanks to our fans. They book our movies into theaters. They uh, they may, they uh, go out and promote our events. Uh, we've got Choma Dance Film Festival coming up. It's our fans. We are fan fuel, and that's the only reason that we are still uh, 
still around, and uh, we're debt-free at least. But uh, that's good. Um, we're the last of the uh, independent movie studios. There are none left uh, that have any longevity. Uh, there are no movie studios uh, that are that are serious that have even five years, yeah. much less. Uh, we, are, we are 45 years old, yeah, and it's, it's exclusively it's thanks to our fans and, of course, Replicon Radio, which is a major. <laughs> Benefit, ben, has benefited from uh, a million ways. Absolutely, that's we're here. We're here for you, man. And uh, forty-five years—that's incredible for for any company, especially one that's survived fully independent this this entire time. So, for real, congratulations on that. Absolutely. It's a tribute to our fans and the people who work for Toma because uh, with a nut like me running the company, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's still. And also, uh, I have to give full credit to Michael Hers, who not only is a great movie director, but a terrific uh, partner and an excellent uh, CEO. Of, uh, he, he runs, he basically is the boss. He's, he's, I, I do whatever he says. <laughs> and he lets me make these crazy movies. That's good. Well, thank you. Thank you, Michael, as well. So, obviously, one, um, you know, you guys started this company, you start making these, you know, incredible movies. Um, was the was your original idea uh, for Troma to be what it has become, or would you have full intentions to become like and make blockbuster hits like you know some people that have worked for Troma have gone on to do, or did you want to stay in this world that you created? Was that the the goal from the get go? No, not at all. I hate my life. Come on, uh, <laughs> I no. Uh, the point is, I I. I speak French, and they had at the Yale Film Society. There was a stack of uh, of magazines called the Cahier de Cinema, Notebooks of Cinema, and I and I and they, they were written. They're the the, the 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 magazine published by the Cinémathèque Française, which is the the movie museum of the world. Basically, it's the most important mu- movie museum in the world. And um, the um, the people writing the magazine in those days were Jean-Luc Godard and Claude Chabrol and uh, other journalists. They were journalists and they were... Uh... New on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns. Reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hubs plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit HubsPeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-Peanuts.com. Um, evolving into filmmakers, but they propounded what they call the auteur theory of cinema, which means they want the director to be the author and in total control of the movie. So uh, movies like uh, like uh, the Black Panther is not what they would consider art. Um, a Jerry Lewis movie is art. A Lloyd Kaufman movie is art. A movie by... Uh, uh, 
the Woody Allen is art. A movie that is basically reflecting the heart, soul, and the brain of the filmmaker is what the Cinematheque uh, uh, and the Cahiers de Cinema consider serious film. And um, I bought into that uh, theory. I got brainwashed, and I bought into that theory. And one night, one night uh, uh, during my senior year at, uh, year at Yale University, I took, as, I took LSD, and I had two opportunities. I had a job offer from a Hollywood uh, movie called The Owl and the Pussycat. I could have been a toilet cleaner on that movie. I starred Barbara Streisand. Or I could have been a toilet cleaner at a shitty little company in New York called Canon. And uh, thanks to um, my good friend uh, LSD, I decided I would, I would work for the shitty little company in New York called Canon and stay in New York and try to be an auteur filmmaker. And uh, boy, was that a mistake. <laughs> Don't take LSD, especially if you live in Missouri. If yeah. you live in Missouri. Oh, because, so you know, it, that's where we are. You may, I, I, uh, oh, is that right? Oh, because, well, because you know, uh, they're strange. You may, you may. It's a, it could be a beautiful sunny day, and you may think there are floods, um, but it's just the uh, the drugs kicking in. You know, you may think there are, but it's not true. It's a beautiful sunny day there. Just remember that. <laughs> well, make sure everybody be careful out there and try not to do LSD in Missouri, especially in Jefferson. Don't do it in Jefferson. <laughs> Absolutely, that's awesome. Uh, where were we now? We were talking about LSD. Yeah, can you uh, get me some? Oh, no, I guess the Chinese can get us some. Uh, I'll get some fentanyl from the our good friends in China. Oh, who God. Are, who are, we're going to negotiate with these fuckers, right? We're going to trust them and negotiate. A, I wouldn't even negotiate with them, right? I majored in Chinese studies, right? I, I My dream was to make a movie in China. And I, I, I was fairly fluent in Chinese studies. I can still get around and I have a daughter who is totally fluent and can read it. And both of us are disgusted with China. We wouldn't piss on China at this point. We've been there several times, but they're genocidal. It's a dictatorship. They, not to mention all the bootleg. Every trauma movie is sold on the streets, and none of the money that the, uh, the Chinese elites are making goes to the poor people. The military and the bureaucrats in the government own the, the, uh, the Blu-ray plants and the uh, streaming services that... Uh, Make money off of our bootleg movies. So oh, wow. fuck China. That's yeah, terrible. fuck them. Yeah, that's fuck them. And we shouldn't even be signing. We shouldn't even be talking to them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's completely fucked up. I agree. It's madness. But yeah, I could definitely see you guys up. being. You know, they got concentration camps, right? They brought back the good old concentration camps. They got millions of Uyghurs, Muslims. Muslims, every, you know, here we are in America, we're, we're, we're blowing, we're fellating, fellating the Muslims here in America, right? And in, in uh, China, they're being exterminated in concentration camps. New York Times is, it, I'm not making this up, New York Times, the, record, the newspaper of record has written about it, shown photographs. This is true. Oh, wow. So uh, it ain't bullshit. And uh, it's a very bad thing. And we... We should be, uh, the world should be just turning their backs on China. Not to mention what they're doing in Tibet, right? They've already pretty much exterminated the Tibetan culture and the Tibetans. And you know what they say, early Tibet and early to rise. Uh, uh, but in a Chinese dictatorship, you can't do that. I, I, I am, that sounds terrible. I honestly don't know, uh, I don't know a lot about it, but I definitely want to, uh, 
I mean, yeah, well, Chinese government very bad, very bad. Wow. Taiwan good, China bad. Taiwan good, China bad. Yeah, right. I, know, I would definitely look at. I, I honestly don't know much about it, but I'll definitely do my research on it because that sounds terrible. Hopefully, there's something to, we could do. You could just. There's not much we can do uh, other than do what we're doing, which is getting the word out. I mean, it's out. It's just you know. It's a, in fact, the major studios they're censoring. They're censoring their scripts. They're writing scripts so that they can get into the Chinese market. They're they're censoring themselves. Just the way they did when Hitler was running Germany to get their movies into Germany, they would edit the scripts to conform to the German standards. That's what they're doing now, so they can get into. You know, China permits about fifty American movies to get into their marketplace and share revenue, and um, uh, and uh, the, obviously those are going to be the blockbusters. And uh, and the uh, big shots are uh, you know who knows they can each time they right now they probably can't have anything about a, that might suggest that the Muslim religion is good they they certainly can't have anything that would suggest that Jefferson Missouri is a, a good place you know they're censoring bit by bit by bit and eventually it'll be uh, the Chinese will blame it on the Jews that's the way it goes that's the way it always goes so I'm staying right here in Tromaville where I know it's safe. Wow, that's terrible. Well, you might have to save us a spot there if shit goes bad. Let's come bunker up, bunker up with you guys. Boy, am I boring. Sorry, I'm just a bitter old underground filmmaker. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. At least you're obviously more informed than I am about what's going on in the world. So, that's that's terrible, especially in 2019. Like the fact that it's something. Yeah, and China was headed on the right track in the 70s and 80s. uh, Again, I've, I've been there maybe ten times, and they were they were moving into a sort of a democratic, capitalist uh, society. And boy, it ain't that anymore. It's terrible. Wow, that's but, uh, fucking terrible. What can you What can you do? Well, let's try and get the word out there, and hopefully, we can uh, change their evil ways. Yeah, that's, that's what we have to do. Exactly, that's what we have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Kind of a weird, I'd kind of, say, kind of a weird segue, but to kind of bring it back positive, talking about big, big blockbuster movies and whatnot. Your biggest hit, I mean, as some would say, is gearing up for a Hollywood reboot right now. Talking about obviously Toxic Here's Avenger. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If if if, if we can keep making our movies for five hundred thousand or less, we have total freedom. Nobody tells us what to do. That's what art is all about. And that's why I bought into the, the Cahier de Cinema from the French Cinematheque. I bought into this philosophy of the auteur filmmaker because I don't think you could, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when, when um, uh, Rembrandt painted a painting, I don't think he had six uh, little boys in suits, little white boys in suits and ties. Uh, kind of telling him what to do and oh no don't use red there because you know people in Italy they don't like red go green here for Italy and and you can put in brown here because the Chinese like brown and right he did painted his paintings nobody told him what to do and uh, and Van Gogh right you might say Van Gogh Van Gogh that's the correct spelling the guy who cut his ear off nobody told him how to paint he painted from the heart and he didn't sell one painting but that's what they call art and of course after he's dead. He's the most uh, popular painter, the most valuable painter, if you want to talk dollars, uh, in history, I would imagine. Absolutely. So the point is, 
about art. It's not about the blockbusters or committees or, or white boys in suits telling you uh, what to do and who uh, to replace Olivia Dukakis with Lindsay Lohan because Lindsay Lohan tracks better. It's it's not about that, in my opinion. And that's why I stay in, in the underground and I make my little movies. And someday the, uh, the mainstream will get it. And actually, they're getting it now. Somebody's remaking uh, Toxic Avenger, like you uh, mentioned. Yeah. Big company. Company that is uh, distributing uh, Pepachu or whatever that stupid thing. with the, the, What is that thing? Pikachu? With the, uh, Pokemon? Pokemon? <laughs> The, the, yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. Legendary pictures, yeah. right? I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's very good. And um, uh, and uh, they also they also have another one out now, Godzilla, a two hundred million dollar blockbuster. So they're going to make the big, big, big uh, version of Toxic Avenger, <laughs> and um, that which means Uncle Lloyd will hopefully get a check, so I I can move off the dog food and maybe move up to uh, some good bird seed and uh, to feed my. <laughs> And um, uh, the, 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 uh, and they've got a really good writer on the case. Uh, uh, May, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, Macon Blair. Macon Blair, who uh, who uh, has written and it only one movie, but it's it's uh, very original, and uh, he will do a good job. He's a huge trauma fan. That's he's awesome. also uh, he also wrote the Green Room. And he's in a couple of movies by the director of The Green Room. So okay. uh, Macon has, has acted, and uh, he's made one really good movie that I've seen called I Don't Feel Safe in This World Anymore. It's really weird and, and dark and, and original, and this guy can make Toxie. If he, if he makes it, I think uh, it'll be great. And if, even if it doesn't make money, it'll be, it'll be art. Well, that's 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 what I was gonna ask. Like, do you have, like, with something like that? With do they have? Like, do you have any involvement in that? I mean, I, do they own the rights to that now? Oh, like, how does all that work for you? A uh, the director says he wants me involved, but it you know again, I believe in the auteur theory of cinema. So it's all about the director's event. When we distribute a movie at Troma, like uh, Mutant Blast, we pro we produced a movie called Mutant Blast, and one of my proteges directed it. And we let him design the poster. We let him design the cover of the Blu-ray. We it's a it's a film by Fernando Ale. Uh, so we uh, we believe that it's all about the filmmaker, and uh, and we will do what the filmmaker wants. So in the case of of Toxic Avenger and the big budget, a uh, billion dollar Toxic Avenger, I'll do whatever the director wants to do. And 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 this guy is also writing. I just hope they let him direct also, and I they they seem to be on that track. And they the people I've met from this company seem terrific. They they know Troma. They've seen Tromeo and Juliet. They've seen Terra Firma. They've seen Troma's War. They they love uh, Citizen Toxie, which in my opinion is the best of the four Toxic Avenger movies. You know they're genuinely Troma fans, and yet they're making these blockbusters. Uh, you know huge movies. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they do it right and don't turn it into, you know, some sort of. I think they, if they let um, if they let Macon Blair write and direct, they will have a great movie. And whether or not it makes movies in the fullness of time, the Toxic Avenger remake will 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 uh, will be a a very very worshipped piece of art. And the musical, there is a Toxic yeah. Avenger musical that's uh, like family oriented 
the little old ladies uh, with blue hair and the uh, and the trauma fans with the piercers in their penises and tattoos on their faces, they uh, both go to the theaters. And um, it played in Broadway, uh, New York for a year and got all sorts of prizes. And, and then it played in the West End of London, the Toxic Avenger musical. Wow. And it was written by David Bryan. David Bryan is the keyboard uh, for Bon Jovi. Uh, original Bon Jovi member and Joe DiPietro, who's a Tony Award-winning uh, uh, playwriter. Play he wrote the book Toxic Avenger. Uh, um, he wrote the the, the play and uh, David Bryan the music. And the musical is terrific. And I had nothing to do with it. It was in their hands, and they are really, really talented. And I gave them some notes at the very beginning, which I think they threw away, and rightfully so. And uh, they did a terrific job. In fact, the Toxic Avenger musical, my wife has taken, has seen it about 50 times because it's the only thing I've been associated with my entire career that she can take her uh, friends to see uh, without <laughs> them having. I can understand that. That's incredible, yeah. though. Like, could you even imagine, like, in 85 when the. Toxic Avenger came out the first superhero from Jersey. The you know the crazy trauma film becomes a Broadway musical, let alone a, a Saturday morning cartoon for a time, and now possibly even a big you know Hollywood reboot. Like that's incredible. And you're bringing people together, like you said, the the tattooed, pierced up punk rockers and the old ladies are all going to a Broadway musical together because of the Toxic Avenger. Well, you know, early in the early in our uh, in our history of trauma, we had a, a slogan: "World peace through celluloid." And I I do believe in that. I think that one of the reasons that the uh, Russian the Soviet uh, Empire collapsed, and one of the reasons the wall came down, is because of movies, because the video cassettes. Uh, were smuggled into Russia, and people looked at the video cassettes and saw the freedom of speech, and they saw the uh, WalMarts and the the supermarkets with rows and rows and rows of fresh fruit, and uh, nobody waiting in line for a stale loaf of bread, uh, you know. And and uh, movies lead to world peace through celluloid, but not censored movies, and certainly not the kind of shit that's coming out of China. I can agree. I can agree. I mean. I would say entertainment, uh, you know, uncensored underground entertainment, movies, music, even little things like what we do here. You know what I mean? We don't have bosses. Nobody censors us. We do whatever the hell we want. It's the, you know what I mean? Well, that type of stuff gets it out there. Just the fact that you're having Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Entertainment, creator of the Toxic Avenger, on your show, uh, you know, even if there are only three people listening, it, it may open them up and maybe they'll uh, try out. Uh, Return to Return to Newcom High, aka Volume Two, which is now available for rental on uh, Troma Now, our uh, streaming service, Troma Now, uh, and maybe they'll discover a new world because uh, Return to Return to Newcom High, aka Volume Two, like all the movies that uh, Michael Hers and I have made, deal with very important social issues. They're very yes, uh, Return to Return to Newcom High, aka Volume Two, is very entertaining. But it also has some very serious political and sociological themes uh, uh, about crap food that the, the students in public schools are being fed and about bullying in the schools. And also, uh, it's, a, it's a lesbian, a very hot lesbian couple who are bullied and, uh, are, are, uh, take, you know, uh, the way they are today. You know, there's still this issue of uh, 
legalization of LBGTQ rights. So it's a very important film. It just happens to be a lot of fun and very funny and has singing in it and has a couple of musical numbers and uh, sex and cartoon violence. And uh, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, actually in New York, uh, premiered uh, volume one. And if you guys know of a theater that would like to play uh, Return to Newcomb High Volume 1 and or Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, and they, they can stand alone. You don't have to play them together uh, because Volume 2 just played in New York uh, and had encore for a week and then had encore screenings. Um, it, it, it stands alone very nicely. New York Times reviewed it, didn't even talk about Volume 1. So the point is, uh, if you guys or any of your listeners... Uh, uh, could uh, call their local theater and uh, find a, a screening for uh, Return to Newcomb High or Return to Newcomb High, uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High, aka Volume Two. Uh, I, I could come there. I could show up. That would be that would be incredible. We do actually have a few uh, a few cinemas around here that that actually do things like that. It's something we might have to look into checking out. We still have yeah, a couple I've independent a- film houses. A couple of them. Well, good. Uh, see if they're interested, uh, and uh, we'd be happy to. Uh, at the very least, we can send them uh, the movies. Uh, and if they want me to come and do a Q and A, I just did four cities in Texas, uh, very successfully. Um, one, to, uh, most, uh, except for one, they were all one night stands, but uh, they were full houses. And uh, the other theater was uh, two two nights. So, um, uh, you know, I could come there and uh, on my way to California or you know, on my way to somewhere else, uh, I do want, if I'm not making a movie, uh, I am the uh, face of Troma. I, I do a lot of uh, personal shows, so Absolutely. you could uh, see if anybody's interested. Yeah, that would be awesome. And we've not, I don't think we've had any Troma movies in Missouri in the entire state. I'd be very surprised if we had any movie in the entire state of Missouri. Uh, that we know of, you know, maybe in some bars or something. Yeah, but uh, it's time, time for us to have something in uh, your fine state to get some theaters. Yeah, I think there's. The, I, I honestly, I think if there is an independent theater in your area, I would imagine that it will be well attended. Especially if I'm going to show up, it, it always, anytime they and they, again, the theaters usually show the movie once and uh, uh, maybe twice. And um, if I show up, it's always a full house. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, definitely. I'll look into that, man, because that would be that would be incredible just, just for our city alone to to have that. Be great, and if, as I said, it's the trauma is fan fuel. Um, if, if I direct a movie, usually there are about two hundred theaters that will play it eventually, uh, one by one, you know, not all at once. And usually, I'd say half of them. Are, are identified thanks to the fans who go to the managers and say, hey, we want Lloyd. We just played Las Vegas. It was a fan who contacted the theater. They did uh, two nights of trauma, and uh, they made a lot of money. We made some money, and it all worked out. Awesome. And I spent some time in Las Vegas. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, I'm still taking the Penicillin shots. But, uh, say St. Louis won't be nearly as much fun as Vegas. but if No, we... St. Louis great. <laughs> I love saying I've done book signings. I've written seven books, and I've done uh, several book signings in St. Louis. St. Louis is very cool. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, So, yeah, talking about Return to Return to Newcomb High, uh, just like we kind of mentioned Toxic Avenger, if you had to put trauma movies in some sort of order, Newcomb High is probably second in command behind uh, 
Toxic Avenger. And this one is so you did Class of Nukem High Return. Like this is essentially a sequel to a sequel to a sequel, but a standalone. Well, is that kind of how that works? Uh, that's a good a, a good question. Um, the the Class of Nukem High ni- around 1986. Um, there are five movies in that uh, what you would call a franchise. Uh, there's Class of Nukem High. There's Subhumanoid Meltdown, Class of Nukem High Part Two. That's the one with the And squirrel. then there's Good. And then there's the Good, the Bad, and the Subhumanoid, which is Class of Nukem High Part Three. And then skip 25 years or 30 years, and then comes along uh, Stars S T A R Z. They wanted to remake Class of Nukem High, and I said I would do it if they didn't censor me. And um, so they they uh, financed the class of Newcom, uh, Return to Newcom High, Volume 1. But um, we wanted to make a two-volume movie because Quentin Tarantino told me to do something more uh, ambitious. So I decided, like Kill Bill, I'll make two volumes. And so now we have Volume 2, Return to Return to Newcom High, a.k.a. Volume 2. But each movie, like Kill Bill, can stand alone. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I know the. the I, I honestly haven't seen it, and I want to see it, but I'll have to get it on the. Well, uh, you, you, you can see. Y- yeah, you can see Troma. Uh, you can see Return to Nukem High Volume One and Two on Troma now. You go to watch.troma.com, and the first month is free, so you could see uh, you know two or three hundred movies for free, and just use the first month, and then. Uh, you know, use a different credit card and get a second month and do it for free. Hey, there you go. Or you can buy support, or for four dollars a month, or whatever it is, four ninety nine oh, a month, yeah. you could support the last, the last independent movie studio of any note and uh, keep me uh, in drugs. I mean, uh, keep uh, Uncle Lloyd. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, support four ninety nine a month to watch endless movies is not a bad deal for anybody. So. No, and they're good. Or you can you can rent a volume two. I think that's the only one available for rental. You could rent or buy it for fifty cents or whatever. So uh, check it out. Troma now. Watch dot com. There it is. Um, so another thing about your, I guess your your big characters. Um, we're looking at a Hollywood reboot on Toxic. We got Return to Return to Newcom High. I would say the next character in line would be Sergeant Kabuki Man. Can we can we see his return sometime in the near future? Well, um, uh, great that you mentioned Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Uh, Doug Sackman, who is another one of my protégés, uh, he uh, is obsessed with the Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, and he and John Brennan. John Brennan is one of the producers of our latest film, uh, Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Um, which we just shot. Um, uh, he and Doug have a TV series, of, uh, not TV, a web series called uh, Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner, which is very good. It's free on Troma Movies on YouTube. It's all free. Uh, although I think the new episodes are on Troma now. They're more expensive. The the more uh, the ones with better production value. Uh, the latest episodes are on Troma now, I, I believe it. Uh, uh, but um, Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner is a, a very funny and uh, informative sketch show with uh, some great bands. Uh, uh, it usually has music. And uh, a lot of people say it's funnier and more interesting uh, and, uh, and much more uh, cutting edge than Saturday Night Live. So you might check out Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner. And Doug Sackman, 
at this very minute is trying to organize a sequel to Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD uh, and Doug will play uh, Kabuki Man I hope he, he is the Kabuki Man uh, of today Doug Sackman awesome yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah so go check out Kabuki Man's cocktail well 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 shopping for a car yep Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be oh yeah I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me doesn't get much smoother than that well I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana all within my budget doesn't get much smoother than that it does I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car it doesn't get much oh it gets smoother it's getting delivered tomorrow visit Car Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Corner, watch the free episodes, get excited about it, and then you got more shit to watch on Troma Now. So there you go. Now, I think Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, the movie is also on Troma Now. Uh, yeah, from now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, well, so, you are. What? You are awesome. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, man. It's the only only time I'm awesome is when I'm talking about Lloyd Kaufman or trauma. So, <laughs> um, what do you do when you? What do you do when you're not a, a, a million dollar radio host? I mean, that's essentially all I do. Um, I oh, is that just radio? Well, I mean, I deliver I deliver food for people. <laughs> well, that's very important. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it just so happens if you go to my Instagram, at uh, Lloyd Kaufman, you can see the Blue Apron Trophy Wife uh, cooking up uh, Blue Apron, speaking of delivering food. Oh. Are, you, are you familiar with Blue Apron by any chance? I've heard of them, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a food delivery service that delivers you uh, all the ingredients for a $200 gourmet meal for two, and uh, everything is chopped up and all ready to go. It gives you a beautiful laminated recipe card that you can save, a big uh, uh, loose-leaf folder card, and um, you make your own damn uh, gourmet dinners for about 20 minutes. And uh, if you had these in a restaurant, you would be paying 150, 200 bucks. So, um, and that's it. The, you get delivered every uh, week. We get uh, three meals, and they are delicious. And go to my uh, Instagram. You have to. We have. I haven't filmed the Blue Apron Trophy Wife for maybe a month. You have to go back in time on my Instagram. But it's uh, a, a wonderful delivery. Uh, very good. Speaking of delivery foods. There you go. Go check that out. Get you some delicious Ooh. food and learn more about it, courtesy of Lloyd on his Instagram. Well, you should look into Blue Apron. Uh, not only could you deliver the food to yourself, yeah. since you're an expert, on, you're an expert on food delivery. <laughs> but uh, you could, you could cook, uh, cook it yourself, and it's a great Blue Apron is great for uh, dates because if you're in a movie theater with a with a, a man, let's say you, you go out with a guy. Uh, you're sitting there in the dark for an hour and a half. You don't know, you know, if you make a move, sometimes it's not such a good thing. You start cooking, you know, and you joke and the music, you have a bottle of wine to go while you're cooking. Then you, you while you're, uh, you know, slip a roofie in with the, uh, with the, the, the tenderloin of, uh, whatever it is. And you're all set for the evening, right? Absolutely. Just so, blue uh, apron over the roofie as well. It's a great date, uh, date, 
Great date thing. Is, the, is that included? Is the roofie included in the delivery? Uh, no, 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 not included. That's unfortunate. I think, yeah. But uh, but just to call up uh, what, Pizza Hut, those guys are pretty good with the drugs. Yes, they are. Guys, I think those guys can <laughs> help you out. <laughs> they still notice the, the way they drive. <laughs> I, I, I worked there for a long time. <laughs> That's awesome. I did for a long time. That's yeah. more dangerous. I, I agree. <laughs> So you did mention it previously. Um, I guess the next movie for Lloyd is is you guys is, is Troma's next uh, dabble into Shakespeare with the Shakespeare shitstorm, which I guess essentially is your version of the Tempest, correct? Yes, it's actually the title treatment is hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm oh. hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm because it's sort of a. Um, one of the main themes of the movie is uh, social uh, justice warriors and the uh, you know the internet a bit. Uh, it's one of the themes, so I put the hashtag next to the title. Hashtag. It's not red, but not editing, editing uh, hashtag uh, Shakespeare shitstorm, and it is indeed uh, 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 my interpretation of Shakespeare's The Tempest, and The Tempest is my favorite Shakespearean play. And uh, it's, I waited until I was old so that I could really feel what Prospero was feeling and feel the issues that Shakespeare wrote about, many of which uh, uh, are about old age and losing power and magic. And, and uh, But from the time I was in about third or fourth grade, uh, I was always I was very fascinated with The, the Tempest. Awesome. Like, is there? Do you, I mean, you said you're, you so you finished filming, you're editing. Is there an expected timeline on the release of that? Well, as you know, uh, it's not that easy for us to release a movie. So, uh, so we have to we have to finish the movie and then see. You know, we had the Museum of Modern Art did a big opening for Return to New uh, High Volume One, and then the Museum of the Moving Image in New York did a whole day of uh, of Newcomb High. Uh, concluding with the nighttime premiere of uh, Return to Return to Nukemaya K Volume Two, and that kicked it off. So we got the attention of a lot of movie theaters. So we have to figure out what we're going to do with Shakespeare Shitstorm. Maybe there'll be a, a festival that you know coincides, and we can do a big publicity. I, we we have to see how we get the word out. You know, and Absolutely. we depend. We're going to on our fans. I'm still, uh, we haven't finished the uh, theatrical distribution on uh, Return to Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2. And we make our movies for the big screen. As you know, Paul, we've got lots of detail uh, in the background. So our, move, our frames are always filled with, with uh, people in the background uh, doing uh, funny things or, or uh, fighting. Or, uh, there's always uh, the screen. This, uh, our movies are not about four women in bikinis running through the woods and a guy with an axe chasing them. Yeah. Our movies have thousands of people in, and there's lots to look at. And you miss a lot if you're watching them on a small screen. But luckily you have the remote to go back and check the detail. But on a big screen, it's a totally different experience. And our fans really enjoy seeing uh, our movies in a communal, in a communal uh, uh, format. Uh, on a big screen, uh, they also like the whole sex that comes afterwards. So, <laughs> what can I say? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, um, 
But hopefully, hopefully we'll start seeing it maybe pop it up this year, like later in the year, maybe. What Shakespeare should start? Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, not I this think, year. Uh, oh, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens when it's finished. You know, absolutely. We'll see. Well, uh, you know, maybe uh, you know if we can open it in Los Angeles uh, to uh, qualify for the next year's Academy Awards. Uh, you know, maybe we go to Los Angeles first uh, with with Return to Return to Nukemai, aka Volume Two. We uh, opened in uh, Los Angeles first. And then, uh, and it got good reviews in the L.A. Times and uh, L.A. Weekly and blah blah blah. So some theaters called up, and you know, we just have to feel our way. We have absolutely no, you know, we can't, uh, and we don't have any money to advertise, uh, or we have very little money to advertise. So we have to see what happens. At the time I can't, I can't, uh, I can't predict. All I know is that it's going to. It's my, it's my best and most personal and most entertaining. Movie as good as Return to Return to Nukemai, aka Volume Two, is uh, Shakespeare Shitstorm. I think really uh, says it all, and I, see, I, I think it's very, very funny. The uh, nobody who's seen the, the test screenings, the focus groups, uh, and those are rough cuts. Uh, nobody has given it less than than an eight, and uh, that we've had a lot of people who have, who have never heard of Troma watching it. So I think uh, I think it will be a wonderful film. I think it's going to be really good. I hope. I'm sure it will. I'm excited to see it. Um, I don't know. A lot of people are kind of talking about it because um, one of since it is your you know back trauma going it's Shakespeare again because obviously one of your other most popular films which launched the career of Mr. James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was another Shakespeareish moment with Tromeo and Juliet. Which has obviously become a trauma classic. Actually, personally, got me into trauma because it frightened and offended me so much that I fell in love with it. Um, so that's <laughs> uh, just as uh, I was obsessed with the Tempest with Tromeo and Juliet. There was a um, retrospective of, uh, of of trauma movies in London at the British Film Institute. It was when we made Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, so it goes back quite a ways. And it was, it was on for a week, so they had to, I was in London, you know, they brought me over, and they had to take me somewhere to, you know, they had to, you know, do something with me while I was there. So they took me to Stratford-on-Avon, Shakespeare's home, and while I was there, I had kind of a, I'm a big Shakespeare fan, and I had a sort of a religious experience while I was at Shakespeare's uh, birthplace, and uh, Shakespeare's spirit entered my uh, body, uh, I can't tell you uh, which orifice Shakespeare's spirit exited my body. Oh, boy. But the uh, result was Tromeo and Juliet. I decided to uh, make Tromeo and Juliet and put most of it in iambic pentameter. And I worked on that script for five years. And finally, uh, James Gunn became my assistant on that uh, during that time. And uh, he figured out how to write the script. He did it. That's he awesome. did it. He's a genius. Hey, whatever happened to James Gunn? Uh, he's making these. He's making these little small movies now, uh, over at uh, Marvel or whatever. He'll make. He'll make it at some point. He's gonna make it. I know. He's and a really nice guy. He's a good guy. Most of the people in the uh, industry are scum of the earth. But the people who've come out of trauma, like James Gunn and Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys who invented South Park and. Uh, 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 
uh, Eli Roth, who did C Cabin Fever and Hostel, uh, the people that have come uh, come uh, through our uh, hallways uh, at Troma, they are all nice people, and they love cinema. I don't think there's anybody who works at Troma who doesn't really, really, really love the cinema. And if and, and the ones who are, are not that way, they don't last. They either get out or we kick them out. You know, the people who want to make, uh, uh, you know... Suicide Squad. Although James Gunn is making Suicide Squad, and he's going to make a good Suicide Squad. He's going to make a great Suicide Squad. And uh, he said he was going to kill me in uh, Suicide Squad. That's what I heard. I heard, yeah, I heard you're going to make a cameo in there. Uh, well, he said that he would uh, kill me so I could be killed. He, w he wanted to kill me in both the universes, the DC universe and the uh, uh, Marvel universe. To make sure, I told him to make to sure he can never get another part, right? I told him to do it. Well, I, I was hoping he would kill me for real. <laughs> that would be uh, that'd be cinematic history right there, wouldn't it? Trifecta. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be upsetting to the majority of the people, especially film people. Hey, I'm all for it. I've had enough. No. But yeah, speaking of James Gunn, I mean... It, well, I have to say, being on Replicon, being on Replicon Radio, I think it's given me new... I feel more optimistic. I feel my juices flowing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a new dawn, a new day. Exactly. It's a new day, <laughs> a new dawn. <laughs> That's perfect, man. It's, uh, I mean, obviously, 45 years in making movies, you guys have launched so many careers. Obviously, everybody knows James Gunn now because of Guardians and doing the Suicide Squad. But there's like a ridiculous list. Obviously, you mentioned Oliver Stone, Eli Roth. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, everyone from Carmen Electra, Billy Bob Thornton, even Kevin Costner. Like, did you ever like look back and like, holy shit, like, why why are these people paying me or some shit? Like, it's just it's crazy the amount of people that well, come I, from trauma. I didn't direct all those movies. Samuel Jackson's movie we financed, uh, uh, but I directed. Uh, so some of these movies we were involved in just because they're independent movies that are good. They're great. And, in fact, Kevin Costner's movie, Sizzle Beach USA, uh, is so good that, uh, you know, it was Kevin Costner went back to the uh, beach and the water and water and uh, made a $200 million movie called uh, Waterworld and, uh, uh, based on Sizzle Beach USA. He loved it so much. But uh, that was uh, not a trauma. Waterworld was not a trauma movie. And I didn't direct Sizzle Beach USA. That was Eric Luzeal, who went on to direct Subhumanoid Meltdown, uh, Class of Newcomb High Part 2. That's so awesome. I can't, Michael, I cannot take credit for discovering all the people, but uh, certainly uh, uh, James Gunn and Trey Parker and uh, Eli Roth and Oliver Stone and Marissa Tomei and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, who blew his brains out in uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, there are a lot of famous people that have, have come out of trauma, right? And they're all great people. They're all wonderful. They're all just real lovely people. But as I mentioned, and as you alluded, uh, most of the people in the industry are scum. Well, it's good. It's good at least a few that have come through your hollowed halls have uh, at least, you know, stayed true for the most part. Well, and, uh... well I've, met a, I've met a few people who didn't come through our halls who are the best people in the world. John Voigt, who's won two Oscars, he's terrific. He's the most idealistic person I've ever met. 
I mean, he's just, he doesn't care who you are. He takes you seriously, and and uh, he, he loves trauma, even though he doesn't like the sex and violence. But he gets the satire. He calls me the Euripides of, uh, of a movie world, the Euripides of filmmaking. Uh, he's the best guy. He's, he's, just on, he's right on every issue uh, and, and totally idealistic. And, and I've, never, I've never been able to work with him, unfortunately. Stan Lee, I've known him for 50 years, and we wrote scripts together, and, and uh, he was the best in the world. Uh, and we never made a movie together. We did uh, write a, uh, at least one full script that got optioned together and some other projects we wrote together that didn't go anywhere. Uh, there are a few people like that. There are best people. Larry Cohn, who just died. Best John Avelson, my mentor. I mean, I did work with him. I did work with him, but I didn't discover him. But, so there are great, there are great, the best people in the world are in the movie industry, in my opinion, but there are very few of them, a very small percentage. Absolutely. Put it that way. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually gonna ask you. I know you. You were really good friends with Stan. Rest in peace. Um, and obviously with James being involved, you know, you got James being involved. Like the whole Marvel Cinema thing. I think, you know, even though some of them may or may not be, it's like one of the greatest things to happen in movie history. And it's, you know, amazing for Stan Lee to to be able to see that happen. Like, I just, you know, I didn't know if you had any thoughts on on Stan, obviously being your friend or his legacy or his, his inspiration to you or just, you know, in filmmaking in general. Like, well, his his big thing with me was uh, we he wanted us to be more mainstream. You know, he wanted us to 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 cut down on some of the stuff in our movies that limits our audience. And uh, from a business point of view, he's absolutely correct. But uh, I'm of a different world, you know. And uh, so, but he still um, he still played the cameos in about ten of our movies. He's uh, Stan Lee is in Return to Return to Nukemai, aka Volume Two, and we will dedicate uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm to Stan Lee. Uh, return to Return to Nukemai, aka Volume Two, is dedicated to Lemmy from Motorhead, who was in about six of our movies, and a great guy, and Joe Fleischaker, who was our 500-pound action hero, but that also died uh, right, right you know, as we were making the movie, I guess, whatever. Yeah, in volume two, and he died right after it was finished. So um, we've dedicated that movie to those two, and volume two will be dedicated to Stan. Wow, and awesome. indeed, uh, uh, but his... Uh, his favorite trauma movie was not the Toxic Avenger. It was Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. And he made a, a few calls back in the 90s. He tried to get Jim Carrey interested in playing a bigger budget version of, of uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. But uh, nobody answered the phone. Oh, that's terrible. Well, yeah, mad, mad love I, uh, to stand for sure. Yeah, he, uh, he asked me to send my archives such as they are to uh, the same place that his archives are uh, stored which is in uh, uh, Oklahoma at the, the American Heritage Institute it's at the university uh, in Oklahoma and uh, so I kind of look at it there you know when it's almost like uh, our uh, coffins are next to each other although it's archives and his archives I know are meticulously organized because Stan was meticulous and my archives if I don't even I just have garbage you know I don't even I never had a secretary I never had a secretary my entire life so uh, I we just the, the, for the last three or four years people have been just putting 
stuff they think that's interesting that's laying around the trauma building. They put it in a box and they make a list of what's in the box and they send it to the to the archives. <laughs> so, I can see that. I've seen videos of the office, I can imagine. The graduate students at some point when I'm dead uh, who decide to research, uh, they'll have to organize. There'll be a lot of organizational uh, necessity. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can only imagine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you guys have the Trauma Now, watch.trauma.com. If you guys want to watch any trauma movie, they have their own streaming service. Um, something I kind of wanted to ask you about with the with the launch of that recently, with with streaming becoming so popular, um, you guys were actually at the forefront of that, being part of Netflix and Amazon and Google, and essentially you ended up getting fucked in that situation as well, or wanting to be censored. Like, I just want to know if you wanted to speak on like you helping these giant calamities. Well, that's a very good point. Here's what happens. When you're an independent filmmaker, the new technology, like HBO, HBO comes along, and they say, hey, Troma, you know, we we, 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 we want to play your movies. We really like your movies. Uh, but we're starting up now. We just don't have any money. We don't know if HBO is going to work out. And and uh, so we really can't pay you very much. What the, the, what, what the truth is, is they... They can't get the mainstream movies on HBO when HBO started because the HBO, the deals for the mainstream movies were signed up for a certain time to put them on TV. And they, they can't break those contracts. They have to wait. So the, in order for HBO to get the bigger movies, they had to wait and create a new window that movies would then go through. Theatrical, then HBO, and then free television. You see, so they had lots of open uh, space on their dance cards. So they go to Troma and they say, we don't have any money, but when you get in with us, when we become successful, you'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be loyal to you. We'll, you'll be in on the ground floor. So, okay, we sign up. And then uh, the same thing happens with, uh, with uh, Netflix. Netflix comes along and I have breakfast with the guy, uh, not... Uh, what's the guy's name? He's in the Wall Street Journal. He's like the senior vice president of bullshit. But uh, I would have breakfast with him. Same thing. And he'd say, you know, we're just starting out now. But, you know, we can't pay you much. But you start with us. And we'll blah, 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 blah. And again, we have, we have a big library of movies. So we're very useful Huge. to them. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we know full well that they're going to dump us. And that the only money we'll ever see is at the beginning. Because they're all going to move to... Uh, to Black Panther, not to, you know, where they're going to go for the big budget, heavily advertised movies, even though they might suck and the public hates them. Um, you know, they, they either are owned by one of the studios and they, they are going to play the uh, mainstream movies because it's a club. It's a, it's a cartel. So, um, yes, we uh, don't do business with Netflix and we don't do business with Amazon and we don't do business. And now we did at the beginning because, they uh, uh, they uh, at least gave us some money, and we're always desperate, right? We're always desperate, so we have to go along with them, right? It's either that or no money. And now the deals are so bad that uh, for independence, the Netflix, Amazon, Google, all that stuff is so bad for independence that uh, it's not worth us. We don't uh, we don't uh, go for them. So essentially, so, they... uh, we have our own, we've created our own uh, world. Now, hopefully, we can build up our own streaming service, 
we found we have many many wonderful movies by new uh, new talent talented the James Gunns and the the uh, Eli Roths and the Samuel Jacksons of the future Absolutely. and um, and uh, hopefully uh, if you want to support truly independent cinema and find a very entertaining uh, uh, place to go uh, every month uh, the four dollars ninety nine cents support Showman now and uh, every subscriber helps us. And helps those filmmakers uh, get launched. Absolutely. Right? They share whatever money we make. Amen. So not only the movies, but the movies by uh, the young new filmmakers. All over the world, too, are on Troma now. They're really good. And I'm sure that some of the new films are directed and written by the, the uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stones of the future. I'm sure. I'm sure as well. Absolutely. Everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Essentially... These big companies start up, they call you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When they need you and then when they're big enough to shove the mainstream down our throats like everybody else does, they just kick you guys to the side. Which is the biggest thing with trauma? Nobody, nobody can enjoy trauma films because nobody allows us to see them. So now we have you guys have created your own. Go sign up, watch.trauma.com. It's free for a month. Like, what's? It's not going to hurt you anything. Go sign up for free. Watch it. If you don't fucking love it, then you just support it. Underground independent films, or better yet, you said fuck you to mainstream cinema force feeding shit down your throat for free or for four ninety nine. I agree. I think uh, Troma Now is a great value. It's uh, it's it, movies of the future. I mean, Deadpool directors are uh, obviously in debt to the Toxic Avenger, and they, they talk about it. And if you want to see movies of the future, as well as the famous Troma classics, you go, go to Troma Now, and uh, you'll have a good time, no doubt. And uh, again, we artists, we're not here for money, right? I went to Yale University. My parents gave me every advantage. I'm the ultimate bourgeois, right? I, I spent summers in France. My parents were jet setters. Uh, there's nothing I ski. I, there's nothing I didn't have that I I could have been a hedge fund. Uh, I could have done anything with my life, right? I had every advantage, but I chose to be an artist, and I so <laughs> I'm not in it for the money, right? I had every opportunity to make money, and indeed. I've been lucky at times. Uh, like every once in a while, uh, Troma has made some money. But I'm not. We want our movies seen. So these young filmmakers whose movies are on Troma now, they know they're not going to make money. They know that there's not going to be much money for them. They want people to see their movies, and that's what art is all about. And they hope that maybe uh, by making their first movie or a second movie or a third movie, they'll get better and better at it. And uh, maybe. Uh, 
like uh, James Gunn or Eli Roth, they will be able to make uh, wonderful mainstream movies. And uh, indeed, there are good movies made in the mainstream. They're, they're Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example. It's a great film. That's and it's nice. got a lot of trauma in it. And uh, South Park is great. Uh, there's all sorts of great mainstream uh, entertainment out there. Unfortunately, most of it sucks, but there's a lot of it that's very, very good. But if you want to encourage and support the the uh, the good guys uh, and the mainstream geniuses of tomorrow, my suggestion is go and look at uh, Troma now. Go look at it. And uh, also, if you're a filmmaker, you may want to look at some of these movies too, because uh, some of them are made for less. Not not less. You know, my movies are about half a million bucks. But we had movies on Troma Now that were made for $2,000, and they're much more entertaining than the uh, Green Book or whatever that thing was. Much more entertaining and original than the Green Book. There you go. Definitely check it out. And that's awesome, man. It's I'm, it's like you're you're inspiring. Like Just the fact that you still have that attitude all these years, it's a hard... That's a hard thing to maintain in any any industry, let alone film, music, doing anything to maintain that same attitude and that same love towards uh, towards your art, whatever it may be. So, I mean, in all honesty, like congratulations! Like, it's an, you're an inspiration to a lot of people just to still maintain that same attitude and love towards all this after after all this time, even. So, thank you for it's that. It's a lo- well, thank you, Paul, for appreciating that. It's a lonely business. And I've written seven books. Uh, uh, five of them are about the movie, uh, you know, the trauma system of making movies. Uh, and they're good uh, because it's uh, they're very inspirational because they really show you. Uh, and they're all free. You can find them online for free. But I would, if you're a fledgling filmmaker, it is lonely and scary. And uh, I read my books. You can find them uh, bootlegged everywhere. And uh, or you buy them for a dollar ninety nine. And um, and you teach it, classes you know, on the same the same make your own damn movie, correct? Yeah, I, I, I've done the make your own damn movie master classes at Oxford University in uh, London and or in Cambridge rather, and and uh, or in Oxford wherever it is at Yale at Harvard the Russian. Uh, St. Petersburg Film Academy. I've done master classes all over the world. <clears throat> and um, they're great. They're very inspirational. And uh, I think Troma's really the, the last of the independent movie studios uh, that has any uh, age, <laughs> any, you know, that's got more than two years of existence. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just, you're, you're I mean, Obviously, like you said, you're the you become the face of trauma, you and Toxie and the characters, but more so than you and your your antics or you know your humor and you just being out there, it's your love is your love for this industry and giving back. It's infectious, and that's you know what I'm saying like that's why fans love you, and that's why there's lines at these conventions just to say hello and buy a DVD. Like your love is what keeps all this going in, in my personal opinion and you're always giving back you're writing books you're teaching classes and then in a month from now we have the 19th annual trauma dance film festival which is another way that you give back to the filmmakers like tell them a little more about trauma dance and like how that how that whole thing is the film festival good good point trauma dance film festival in its 19th year is uh Actually, it was was inspired by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They, uh, when we were uh, finishing up Cannibal the Musical, 
they insisted on going to Sundance. And and we, Troma, we don't uh, pay to submit our movies to film festivals. Uh, we, we Occasionally, we might, if the director, if it's another director and they you know, insist on it. But most of these film festivals, uh, at least the mainstream festivals, they're fixed, right? Yeah. Right? They're fixed. It depends on who the little elite group is uh, in with. Uh, or it's uh, one of the famous, uh, you know, Lars von Trier, the Nazi, that, that play his movies at can. Um, so, uh, you know, that's what, uh, that's how they work. So we don't want to, we don't want to support uh, bureaucrats on the backs of uh, bank, bankrupt uh, filmmakers. So we're not paying money to send a movie to, uh, to, to uh, submit a movie to Sundance. We're not going to pay for that. Uh, and now, actually, I understand that, that when, you send a, when you submit a movie to Sundance, they ask you what race you are, apparently, right? You know what that's all about. So, um, and they ask you what gender you are, uh, so you know what that's all about. It has nothing to do with the film. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> right? So they so they take the shit from Hollywood uh, from the lackeys. Sundance takes the the shit coming out of uh, Fox Searchlight or uh, uh, other vassals of the conglomerates. And then to show that they're PC, they'll bring in a few movies by black people and women and people with no arms and legs and you know, that kind of stuff. So that's so we don't. So the point is, we if Trey and Matt. With Cannibal the Musical, they paid the entry fee, the uh, submission fee, and they never got a fuck you letter. They never got any response from Sundance. So they said, hey, oh, wow. Sundance did They said Sundance didn't tell us not to come, so we're going to come. And they came, and I uh, came with them, and they rented a, uh, a place uh, in the Park City during Sundance, and they made their own film festival, one movie film festival, uh, a Cannibal the Musical film festival. And it was a huge success because the Sundance screenings are, are uh, they're, they're full, most of them, and they're snotty, and the films suck for the most part. And uh, Cannibal the Musical was a, a huge success. And uh, so the, we decided the next year we'll uh, do a free film festival. Uh, we'll see if we can get some sponsors and uh, rent a, a theater on uh, uh, and uh, maybe a place on mainstream, and that's what we did. We got uh, a theater uh, called Broovies, uh, and uh, they agreed to show them so trauma dance movies for free. And we got a uh, we rented a place on uh, Main Street in Park City, uh, which uh, was very very expensive uh, because it was during the uh, part of the uh, Sundance Film Festival, and we had uh, uh, two days of uh, filming. I mean, two days of movies, and all of these movies are not not trauma movies. The movies Trauma Dance shows are movies made by other filmmakers, and you can go to traumadance dot com, and uh, you can see the movies that have been selected for the nineteenth uh, annual Trauma Dance uh, Film Festival, which is uh, the idea was that you could see the movies for free, you could submit the movies and not have to pay to submit your movie. And uh, no VIP policy. And we did this festival at Sundance for about 10 years. And it's started to become uh, looked at as a real film festival. Originally, we created Troma Dance to be a stick in the eye to uh, snobby Sundance. And, um, and we caused them a fair amount of uh, trouble. And they caused us quite a bit of trouble. Two of our 
volunteers ended uh, uh, to spend the night in jail one year for passing out leaflets and being a little too festive. Um, and they they had the police confiscate Toxie's mop because it's a weapon. They confiscated another volunteer's uh, accordion one year, even though down the street there was a shitty rock band covering Nickelback, uh, you know, shit. Uh, but they took uh, the accordion away from our guy. You know, that kind of crap. And uh, so 10 years later, we moved, uh, after we became a little more uh, respected, we moved uh, the, the uh, festival, and now it's in uh, Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn uh, at a beautiful venue called the Three Dollar, and uh, it's got room for five or 600 people. It's two days. We have a music uh, uh, a music component, and we have a, par- a panel of uh, distinguished uh, experts to talk about breaking into the independent film industry and you know we have like uh, the guy who uh, frank hennenlauter you know him brain dead and uh, frankenhooker and you know wonderful independent filmmaker and we've got a few others who are even more successful uh so for the panel discussions and the big after party our after party is quite famous i, I could only imagine that's awesome and that's going down June 21st and 22nd, as you mentioned, at the $3 bill in Brooklyn. And, uh, yeah, the 19th annual. That's awesome, man. I love it. uh, We do ask for a contribution now because Troma is incredibly broke. And uh, we we hope that our people who show up can contribute a little bit to help uh, pay for the uh, space. And uh, we have to pay the bands a little bit. For sure, but yeah, I mean, if you're and if you're an independent filmmaker, check go check this out. Um, maybe you can even submit your movie, obviously, for next year, not in time for this year, but you know, right. get involved, right. check it out. Like these guys do everything they can to give back, and obviously, you guys are like the fucking punk rock of movies. Like just the fact that you know, what I mean, just the story, just the little bit you just told. Like, okay, you want to fucking throw us out? We're gonna do our own damn thing. I remember when I was a kid, you guys on the big school bus promoting trauma dance around at Warp Tours and shit, like. In the true fashion of punk rock, you guys knew, obviously, the punk rock community would, you know, be around. Would would like whether they like the movies or not the movies. Your attitude alone would, you know, inspire yes. people to check it out, and that's awesome, man. So, yeah, that's that the school bus uh, that went to, along with the Warp Tour. Uh, I think eventually uh, the Warp Tour decided that uh, it might be better if the school bus uh, didn't come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, I tell you, that was a, and people like you remember it, right? They enjoyed it. Uh, yep. We made people happy with our antics, you know. And and uh, people have seen, you know, anybody who works for us uh, for more than two months, that they go away with a life experience. The people who work on our movies, and you can see the behind-the-scenes feature-length documentaries. Um, in fact, when you get the Blu-ray of Return to Return to Nukemai, aka Volume Two. There's a feature-length documentary behind the scenes um, that is fascinating. It's better than a year of film school. And Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead, has a feature-length documentary about how we made the film. And you see people fighting. You see people fucking. You see people proposing to each other. I mean, the making of a trauma movie is unlike any filmmaking experience. It's really a life experience. And... uh, uh, quite a number of people have gotten married. Uh, in fact, two of the stars of the original Toxic Avenger got married. And it's been so long, 
They've had kids, and they're already divorced. The whole cycle. Beautiful. <laughs> the whole cycle. So, uh, check out, check out the, uh, the, uh, you can see the documentaries uh, for free on, the, on YouTube, I think. But they're also on uh, Troma Now. I think we, they're on Troma Now. But they're free on, um, I think you can see them. The, uh, the documentary for uh, I think it's free. But the um, the new documentary about the making of Return to Return to Nukumai, a.k.a. Volume 2, is uh, is fascinating. And I guarantee you, it's worth at least a year of film school. I can, I can imagine. Yeah, go check it out. That's awesome, man. There's... There's so much stuff out there. Like you said, a lot of it's free on YouTube. You can go to watch.troma.com and you can watch all everything for a whole entire month for free and help support for only four ninety nine a month. Um, I know you're a busy man, Lloyd, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I have one more question for you because we ask all of our guests the same question because we're completely unoriginal. Um, even though you're a big, <laughs> you're a huge movie guy. Obviously, uh, we do a lot of stuff with underground music and music in general. Um, so essentially, if you have three records that you know in your life that either inspired you, just as a man, as a person, or just you know that record you cannot live without, you know, just three records that you can never be without. What three records would they be? Well, uh, uh, being a gay married man, I I'm uh, very partial to musicals, so I would have to say uh, probably Pal Joey. <laughs> 1930s. Remember, I'm old. Uh, by Rogers and Hart, Pal Joey. Um, I I would suggest Kiss Me Kate by Cole Porter, and uh, South Pacific by Rogers and Hammerstein. I mean, I think those. Uh, what can I tell you? I, I I wish I were cooler, but again, I'm old. <laughs> That's you know? all right. But man. if you want to hear some good, if you want to hear a really good band um, that is featured in Shakespeare's Shitstorm, check out the Cowmen. The Cowmen. The Cowmen, very good. Or the Big Bad, the Big Bad. They're both Cowmen and Big Bad are on camera in Shakespeare's Shitstorm. But we've got Motorhead in Shakespeare's Shitstorm. We've got uh, uh, all sorts of interesting bands. So, um, you know, there's a lot of contemporary stuff I love, but when you mention inspirational and uh, all that kind of stuff, I'd have to say, uh, you know, Cole Porter, Rogers and Hammerstein, and Rogers and Hart. Awesome. And in fact... Kiss Me Kate by Cole Porter is a Shakespearean uh, musical based on uh, Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> and uh, I, I, uh, I even, uh, in, in uh, Shakespeare's Shitstorm, uh, Prospero makes reference to uh, Cole Porter. And uh, anyone who's seen uh, Kiss Me Kate as a song uh, that has a rhyme uh, about uh, Shakespeare's play Coriolanus. Uh, so you can imagine what uh, the... No, that's awesome, man. Like that's, and that, you know, generally that maybe you'll open up some people to to go back and check out some musicals and some inspire some new folks to learn some new music. Maybe even me, I'll probably go. I'll probably I will go and listen to that, and maybe I'll uh, be inspired and get into musicals. Well, that and the, and the Toxic Avenger musical, you can get it on Spotify. 
the songs are great. They come out, the, the tunes are wonderful, and the lyrics are funny as hell, and they, it's great. But, uh, you know, most people, and Poultry Guy's Night of the Chicken Dead is the closest I've come to making a musical. And a lot of people don't like musicals, so, uh, you know, it's not they're not for everybody. But as far I do listen to a lot of contemporary music, and there's great, I love a lot of the stuff that's out there now. But um, I, you know, unfortunately, it's not my favorite. You know, I can't say that that uh, Saint Vincent inspires me. I love her music, but I can't say she. Uh, Bjorn is great. You know, there's great people, and you know, with things to say. Sia is wonderful, right? She's terrific, and she's got a message. And uh, you know, some they all they, they they're serious players. But I can't say they inspired me because I'm 73 years old. Sure. So I was inspired back in the 60s and 50s when I was growing up. And it happened to be uh, Cole Porter, Rogers and Hammerstein. You know, as far as movie makers go, it was Charlie Chaplin and, and uh, Jean Renoir and Fritz Lang and Lenny Riefenstahl. And, you know, uh, Spielberg wasn't around when I was in the 10th grade or whatever, right? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> Not awesome. Not Spielberg would not really inspire me today, although I like his films, but I can't say he'd inspire me. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally. I wonder, have you ever thought of what maybe uh, Charlie Chaplin or someone that inspired you would think of uh, the trauma films that, have, that they <laughs> came to inspire? Well, um, I, uh, the people, you know, there are all sorts of uh, mainstream directors and writers who have seen Terror Firmer and Tromeo and Juliet. They usually the ones who are intelligent and who understand cinema and who get the subtexts and uh, can get over the sex and violence. Uh, they love our movies. Uh, the New York Times has always given us great reviews, and um, uh, except for the last one. And um, uh, you can edit that part out where I said except for the last one. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm joking. But but the point is. Uh, the the intelligent people who know movies they get trauma they love trauma and um, we have all sorts of there are all sorts of big stars who'd love to play in a trauma movie but we don't uh, have money to to go with union contracts we have thousands of people in our movies we can't afford to pay the rates for screen actors guilds you know John Boyd would play a, a, a he'd play you know for nothing in a trauma movie so would um, uh, uh, Matthew Gray Goobler, star of Criminal Minds. There's tons of famous people, but we can't, we can't uh, afford to sign a contract with the Screen Actors Guild. And if they play in a trauma movie, they'll get fined or maybe kicked out of the union. Actually, Stan Lee was in the Screen Actors Guild, and he was in about 10 of our movies, but uh, we credited him as Peter Parker. His name was never on screen. <laughs> and I guess the Screen Actors Guild uh, knew that if they did anything, I would spend $50,000 on legal fees just to fuck with them. You know, I'd sue them back and I'd do all sorts of, you know, I've got enough money so I could be a nasty little, because uh, I have a feeling stopping people from working is illegal. Yeah. I, 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 I left the Directors Guild because they kept accusing me of directing movies, which I was, but I, I never used my name, so they could never kick me out. But uh, back in 1985 or 86, I... I resigned because they kept bothering me. So, um, you know, I, my guess is you could have some fun with them if they caught, came after you. I'm in the Screen Actors Guild. I've acted in about 300 non-union movies. Uh, they've come, you know, they want to kick me out, fine. That's insane. That's crazy. 
But if they did, I would, I would, I would, I, if, if they, if the union came to me, you know, if they, if they kicked me out, I would get a lawyer and, and try to fight it and see what happens. Sure. And I, and I, that may be why they haven't kicked me out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah, that's, that seems like old. It seems like it's a, I don't know, an old idea. I mean, obviously it wouldn't I, hurt you, you're right. like a big actor, like if they choose, if you choose to do something out of the love, then let them do it. But, you know, I get the idea of them not wanting to get ripped off because, you know, in Hollywood movies, it's a different world because people would use you for free just because you want to be in a movie and now you're not getting paid and directors make millions of dollars and don't pay actors. So I get that side of it. But the fact that somebody would want to come and do a film like yours, that's just ignorant that they won't allow it. Yeah, that's the problem. So, and of course, you know, somebody like, a, a, you know, a big star is, you know, if you make a mistake, it costs millions of bucks. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> right? let's, let's talk to James Gunn about uh, some of the tweets he and I had together. Uh, got him into some trouble, right? It's, uh, you know, if you're talking about millions of dollars, you, you it's not worth it to, uh, being an extra in a trauma, you know, doing a cameo in a trauma movie for yeah. sure. You know, it means be insane if you're going to get into trouble with your union so that the point is and i don't care about stars i my movies are about about my movies right the, the star of poultry guys night of the chicken dead he looks like a real guy who works in a fast food establishment if i got uh, justin bieber bieber to be to play that part it's me justin you cannot look yeah. at uh, one of these stars, you know, how, you, you, right? You can't look at that uh, a, a, a movie star in a movie without saying that's a movie star. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Ryan, uh, whatever his name is, Ryan Reynolds? He's the genius. He's wonderful, but he's Ryan Reynolds. He can't get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you cut his face up in a Toxic Avenger appliances, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but uh, the point is, I prefer the the new the new uh, people because uh, they are more realistic. In the same way that I prefer working in a real location, uh, because it's real, and then my movies are totally insane. So if two of the legs of the tripod are kind of uh, in re in reality, if I have two feet in reality, one the actor looks real, and two the location is real, then the third part can be as crazy as I want, and the public most likely will enjoy it. The problem is we don't have the money to advertise, and we are not in the club with the uh, cartel, with the oligopoly. We're not. Uh, we don't uh, partner with the uh, vassals of these. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a giant um, conglomerates. So nobody knows about our movies except you and uh, 10 other people. <laughs> so it's up to you. It's up to you to spread the trauma love and... Keep the trauma spirit going. Absolutely. We're, we're going to do our damnedest to help spread the trauma love and let more people know about you. And, you know, obviously now they can, with watch.trauma.com, they can go check it out for themselves and decide how much they love it or don't love it and uh, learn a little bit of movie history along the way. So, and hopefully we can get you down to Ariari in St. Louis, but that's, that would uh, be great. That's to be seen, man. 
any of your listeners uh, want me to talk, want to talk to me, I, uh, I I do my own Twitter and uh, my own Instagram. Uh, my I don't and, and there's a fan site uh, LloydKaufman.com, which I don't do, but um, I, they they send me the messages. So um, uh, you know, if you want to reach me, Twitter is the best way, probably. That's just at Lloyd Kaufman. Yes, at Lloyd Kaufman. There you go. Reach out to Lloyd. Tell him how much you love him on Replicon. Instagram also. I I do Instagram. I I answer those queries. Awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, we definitely appreciate you calling in, hanging out with us. Um, Officially welcome to the Replicon Radio family. So if you got shit going on in the future, man, you want us to promote a movie, plug something, just send it our way, man. We'll do what we can to to let the listeners know and uh, help support you and your movement. Could you make sure that uh, you send us your email so I make sure our uh, spokesperson, our PR guy, puts it on your uh, puts you on our mailing list? Yeah, absolutely. I can. Uh, yeah, I can do that. So whoever you're in touch with, whoever you're in touch with, at home, uh, or send them your, you know, your your say you want to be on the mailing list. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll definitely promote cool. all the projects and. Um, besides uh, Trauma Dance, are there any other appearances going on that you wanted to talk about, or any last words, or shout-outs, or plugs, anything else? Well, my schedule is usually on my fan site, LloydKaufman.com. I think the next big thing is Trauma Dance. Uh, again, you can keep an eye on the Trauma website, and Trauma has a Facebook. Uh, Trauma's Facebook uh, talks about all the upcoming events and my signings and uh Stuff like that, you know. The San Diego Comic Con coming up. Uh, I'm doing. I'm in a movie in Chicago. Uh, there's. Uh, uh, I've got, there's. I have a hard. Just don't have my schedule in front of me. But uh, the Troma Facebook will have uh, Troma events coming up and uh, various screenings. And my fan site has my schedule. I, I hope. <laughs> Hopefully, you can find it. Everything's online. Worst case scenario, just yep. go to trauma.com, www.trauma, T-R-O-M-A dot com. And eventually link you up to everything. And obviously, Trauma Now. And, uh, yep. If you're in New York area, we have Trauma Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, we uh, have free screenings. Uh, in Sydney, Australia, there's Trauma Now. Uh, Trauma Tuesday. Trauma Tuesday uh, in uh, Toronto. So every Tuesday we have free screenings in Toronto, Sydney, Australia, and New York. And uh, there might be uh, there are venues in your city that want uh, free if they want to open their you know these are mainly uh, uh, clubs uh, or bars and they have a Trauma Tuesday and they let their customers watch the movies for free. And um, and uh, so if there are any places that don't charge admission. Uh, uh, yeah, don't charge for tickets. We give our movies for free on Tuesday. Awesome. Hell yeah. Well, there you go. Check that out. All kinds of free movies, free That's entertainment, all, uh, giving back. It's all back to the, uh, you know, it's all on the Trauma Facebook and uh, my various Twitter and website and all that. Okay? Awesome. Well, yeah, everybody go check Thank that you. shit out. Thank yep. you, man. Much love for real. I can't wait to uh, to listen to this particular program, but uh, I do listen to uh, to all your programs, and they're really interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. We appreciate you, man. Much love. Well, best wishes, and uh, keep in touch. Thank you. Stay toxic. Absolutely. Bye-bye.
RevelConRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.